you've found yourself a hundred yards over the rim, a podcast series from the Land of Enchantment in which we talk about the lasting impact and influence of the Twilight Zone. I'm your host, Jerome Archuleta, and today we're breaking down interesting factoids and discussing the 16th episode of the Twilight Zone, a personal favorite of mine, The Hitchhiker. I'm joined today by Brian Coltrane, a uh, local film student here at CNM. Brian, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. How you doing? Good. Glad to be here. Excellent. Glad to have you. So, starting first, uh, we just finished the episode, right? Yeah. Excellent. Uh, let's see here. What was uh, something in this episode that stood out to you as a viewer? The entire time she was going through crisis from her will being, you know, broken to the strange man. But her face, she was oddly calm. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, how about as a film student? Is there anything that pops out to you? I gotta refer to my notes, but there were a lot of the shots done in the car. Well, I'm guessing just how they had to film it back then, using their hands. You know, they didn't have stabilization or anything like that. Uh, but lots of close-up shots and... Yeah, those car shots were kind of, like, crazy. Overall, what did you think of this episode? I really liked this episode. It was odd. Um, If you noticed, like, the punch or the kick coming, like, the twist early on, you would look for it. I looked for it. I thought the man was, like, the Grim Reaper, but turned... Well, I think he was just, like, a fellow dead person. But no, this episode was, like, really good. Excellent. I'm glad you think so. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat in that respect. This episode does deal a lot with the idea of hitchhikers being some sort of supernatural entity. Uh, what are your thoughts on, like, say, like, urban driving legends? Like, have you heard any? Like, say, you know, the high beam story, anything like that? Um, not per se. I know there are things, like, if you look at them while you're driving and it's like, oh, is that a deer? It's like, not a deer. It's like some emptied-eyed something, and it starts following you. Other than Hitchhikers, that's about it. And gotcha. I don't even know the name of that. Are you familiar with the story of High Beams? No. It was a story originally told in this uh, book, probably from when I was a kid. It was called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And it was the story about a young lady who was driving down the highway on her way home from work one night. And then a trucker, a semi, pulls up right behind her and... And keeps flashing his high beams at her, getting way too close to her bumper, honking his horn, really, really aggressive driving from the semi. And she's trying to figure out why he keeps doing this. And she makes a couple turns to try and dodge this trucker. And he's following her the whole way. So she starts to get very nervous. And so she starts driving more erratically. And so at one point, she decides to just stop after driving like a maniac for most of it. And when she stops, the police were actually following them because they noticed the speed increase. They noticed the erratic driving. When they stopped, they pulled the uh, the trucker out of the vehicle at her behest because she was freaking out. When he's pulled out of the car and pulled into handcuffs, he's screaming at the top of his lungs, you need to arrest him. You need to arrest him. I'm serious. Look in her back seat. Look in her back seat. And so when they checked the back seat, it, it turns out there was uh, a man laying in the, in the back seat who was wanted for multiple murders. So every time he'd pop his head out to try and attack the woman, the trucker would flash his high beams to get her attention and honk his horn to try and scare him back into hiding. 
to like get to safety. Oh wow, plot twist. Oh yeah, it's one of those things that makes you really nervous about driving at night or anything like that. Like to this day, I'm twenty. I'm gonna be twenty eight coming up soon, and I still check the backseat of my car because of that story. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Or there was this one. Um, forget what the movie was they were headed somewhere but they had stopped at a gas station it was a guy and a girl the girl had let the guy hitchhike and they had stopped at some gas station but basically it was a setup for a murder it was some weird intro to some movie I watched but it was like the same thing it was like they noticed there was something up with the car like a car behind them they were like flashing them and that got them to pull over and go into the gas station. I mean, I think they still got caught in the end, but yeah. I mean, fair enough. It's always interesting to hear kind of supernatural stories about the road, especially because they say there's certain highways in the United States that are supposedly haunted. There's this idea of modern day flying Dutchman, where it's just, you see cars driving down the road, but you're not sure if they're actually there. Like ghost headlights and such like in New Mexico, there's one in particular where um, people like to say that the roads are haunted in New Mexico because they always feel like it takes longer to get to your destination in New Mexico at night than it does during the day. Which, uh, personally, I used I used to drive between the hospitals and the urgent cares for a living. I can attest to that. It does feel like it takes a lot longer, but be surprised. Hmm. I do have, an, have another question for you regarding the episode. Um, where was where do you feel the uh, turning point was in the story? The turning point was when the Navy guy, yeah, when he left her, I believe it finally hit her because she was using him as a crux. Like, okay, I got him with me. I won't see the other guy. If anything goes down, he's here. But then, you know, she saw him again. She went crazy trying to go off the road. Of course, the guy's like, you're just, you know, you're mad. And then when he left, she was like, okay, it's real. Fair enough. And I imagine that just getting left like that is always a bit of a wake-up call. And it had to be a weird feeling for her. So, uh, in total, what would you rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10? 1 being an absolutely waste of 30 minutes, 10 being I would watch this a couple times. I'm going to give it a 9.5. Awesome. Uh, I do have a couple little interesting factoids I wanted to see if I can get your your thoughts on mm-hmm. regarding this episode. So, the production cost of this episode, as we're kind of used to the current pricing of production costs, this one actually cost a grand total of $47,721. Oh, wow. It's not a lot by today's standards. Yeah, by today, but then? Still fairly high. This episode was actually based on a radio play that uh, was famously performed by Orson Welles. The main character was actually male in the play, named Ronald instead of Nan. Uh, Rod Serling changed the name to Nan for the uh, female lead character in order to garner more emotional response from the audience and he named her Nan after his daughter Anne who is currently the rights holder to the Twilight Zone Anne Surly Alfred Hitchcock originally tried to purchase the rights to the radio play version of this for his television series around the same time it was called Alfred Hitchcock Presents you ever seen it? 
I haven't. If you ever get the chance, I do recommend it. It's a really good show, and we might be covering it at some point down the line in this podcast as well. Okay. He tried to bid $2,000 for the rights to the story, but his bid was initially rejected. Another interesting fun fact is, if you notice, the hitchhiker actually only had two lines in the entire episode. You know, see, I thought, thinking back, I'm thinking he said going west. Mm -hmm. And then at the end he said, I believe you're going my way. Oh, snap. Which is kind of a fun little play on how people used to hitchhike back in the day. The actress in this episode, her name was Inger Stevens. She was 25 when they were filming this. A supernatural little thing with this is she's actually only started two episodes of The Twilight Zone, and she actually herself passed away fairly young. It was 1970 when she committed suicide. Oh, wow. Which was about 10 years right after this episode. Ten, okay. Oh, wow. Which is still fairly young. 35 is... Right. Crazy. Speaking of crazy, another fun little tidbit is if you look at the gas prices on the uh, gas station at the beginning, it was 32.9 cents a gallon. I can't even imagine what that would be in comparison to now, but... Or just riding for free. <laughs> just know. food for thought. This is back when $5 was gas money. You know, it was... I did find it a little odd in the beginning that she, like, makes this trip more than a couple times from New York to Cali. Oh, yeah. It's amazing to see the uh, the price differential between 2023 and 1960. But, yeah. Do you have any, uh, you have any other thoughts regarding the episode? or? It wasn't as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. I do feel like I overhyped it a little bit, and I do apologize in advance. It, was, it wasn't overhyped. No, it definitely psyched me out. Because um, at that point, we started seeing, you know, the mysterious man in the window. It's like... What's his deal? So it wasn't terrifying, but it was like... Disorienting. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm glad you decided to take a look at this episode. This is actually one of my favorites. It's listed as one of the top ten episodes of Twilight Zone by a lot of people. And I'm glad that you were the one who got to react to this one. The next episode that we're going to be dealing with most likely is going to be uh, with Christina, who is going to be our next guest. It's going to be uh, an episode called... Um, and when the sky was open, and that's going to be a really fun one. Oh. But uh, if you want to come back for that one, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, that's excellent. And with that being said, this is going to be a fairly short episode, which is nice. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, breaking down interesting factoids and discussing the 16th episode of The Twilight Zone. If you are looking for more Shadow and Substance, please feel free to follow us on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, uh, my name is Jerome Archuleta, and this is Brian Coltrane. Thank you once again for tuning in, and as always, you'll find us 100 yards over the rim. <laughs>